Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dorit. Hi, this is Tom Thurwell. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, Ooh Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken. Glorious. Broken but glorious. To broken but glorious podcast because like me, you are head to tour a pro. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by two cruel Tyson Taylor. How are you doing this evening, Tyson? Hi, yeah, you're right, Chris. I'm not too bad myself, yeah. You? I'm good, good, yeah. I've found like a bad chest. No, I think it was a chest infection since Christmas. I've just, yeah, mm, just struggled a bit. That's. Dangerous yeah, finally got stuff like that now, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, finally got, I finally got over it like yeah. this week, so it's horrible. It was horrible. It was like, me and like eight times a day. Yeah. <laughs> and when you've got like stuff yeah. like that, you kind of think the worst, especially with everything going on. You're just like, oh no. Yeah, the, I think, uh, yeah, my boss told me to go get COVID test and it came back negative. So oh, like, did he? Yeah, so yeah. So, <laughs> so have you been surviving lockdown? Just yeah, fine. It's kind of a. I mean, it's got it's gone on so long now. You just kind of, it's just kind of <laughs> normal. But I think at the yeah. start, especially with the wrestling, te- you know, because my always favorite time is is the summer because you yeah. just you know, especially with Brian All Star, you you I mean you're doing like a hundred shows, maybe more in those six weeks, and it's yeah. just a laugh as well. You're all over the place. I'm hardly home. I'm, in hotel rooms and up here and up down and going everywhere. So it's a, uh, I, I, I was, I missed that last yeah, year, definitely. but I've kind of come to the, I've kind of accepted it now. I, I was getting it because everyone's in the same boat. So it's not like I'm missing out on wrestling. It's not like I'm injured or anything no. and you know, wrestling's carrying on and, and I'm just got to watch on the sideline. It's kind of like everything stopped, but I've got to the point now where I'm treating it like an injury. I always say to her, uh, to Dean, you know, Mark, I'm always like, I'm going to treat it like Triple H when he come back at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm just going to go away. I'm just going to, I've got like a, a good little gym in, in my house. So I'm just going to get in shape and then come back like Triple H. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, that's my goal. Size of three Triple H's. <laughs> I, I'm just, well, I'm, I'm, I look at myself and I look at Triple H like, nah, I've got a lot more work to do, but you know, it, it's one of them. That's what I'm treating it like. I'm just going to treat it like a, a comeback basically when everything starts back up again. Cool. Well, have you like been binging any series you could recommend for the listeners? Well, oh, uh, I've just come across Cobra Kai. Oh, that's, that's on my list. I was very late to this, but uh, yeah. I, obviously it's it's the time to um, to experiment, especially with series, because I've only got times on a hand. But uh, no, Cobra Kai is, I would say the first season is definitely a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and then like the, the second two seasons, are all, uh, the, yeah, it, it's still good. But yeah, no, first season was great. That, that's really the only thing I can think of. And then, I'm a big Walking Dead fan, so I'll, I mean, I've watched that series, it's about, pff, must be about five times now, so I, uh, I've got the second half of series nine to watch, I've got it recorded, yeah. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet, so. See, in my world, in, in Tyson Taylor's world, it stops after Alexandria, 
and then there's no more Walking Dead. They they cancelled it, and and when when Tiger started coming into it, I, yeah. I to bowed out. That was when uh, that's when. So when I'm watching the series, when Jesus starts coming in, I go right. This is about close to the time where I stop watching now because uh, the other seasons were quite brutal to watch. I thought. I think they're all right. I've, 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 look, the guy I work with says the second half of the series is really good. So I just need to. Oh really? I think I need to wait. I think I, I, just a little part of me died when um when because my two favorite people were Glenn and Abraham. Yeah. So you can imagine the, my reaction to when they both died in exactly the same episode. It was just, yeah, a little piece died of me that day when I watched that episode. So, and I've never been quite the same, to be honest. Yeah. I think, yeah, they need to do something with Negan. Yeah. I don't like I don't like him. He's a good guy now. So, so yeah, I was this guy, yeah, and I, I could never forgive him for that, but... You know, turning he would he'd like to be fair. I remember watching that and he was like, he's the biggest villain ever. Like he's yeah. the biggest heel ever. Like what an absolute you know bastard he was. And then uh, and then you know now I saw I saw the scene and trying to turn good. And I was like, what are they doing here? And yeah, so I thought, yeah, they've, uh, it took a it took a turn, but I, I might say give it a little watch. Yeah, it's, uh, I I kind of get like you. I gave up on it. I, I was struggling through the second half of series at each yeah. I think it's got, so series nine, but I've been told stick with it. It's really good. The the second half of series nine. So. You must be spending <laughs> a lot, a lot of money yeah, still yeah. <laughs> because you wouldn't keep carrying on. But I think they just need to like accept that. You know, they just it's just a dead horse pulling a cart at the moment. So it's I'm kind of I've, heard, I've heard that they've got yeah, I've heard they've got to make Rick films. So I'm, I'm yeah, interested how yeah. Because mm. Andrew Lincoln, I, I think he's a great actor. I, I think, and I, the funny thing is, he's from Love Actually. Yeah. He's like this, like <laughs> I from Love Actually. So, well, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was yeah, when, uh, when that, I saw it, I said that's the guy from Teachers in the early 2000s. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's where I saw him. yeah. That's where I knew him from. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching. Uh, I'm two and a three and a half no two and a half series into Star Trek Star Trek Discovery and then I'm gonna start watching Cobra Kai. That's my plan. You won't be you won't be uh, disappointed with that. The karate the, you can tell the people who know karate you can tell the people who don't but you yeah. you get <laughs> get over that and it, it's fine but yeah it is a good series. How about wrestling wise? Have you been keeping up with the product? Are you a wrestling fan? In general? Uh, not a bit. I don't really watch much of like the new stuff now. I've 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 got the new Japan um, world thing, which I, I like watching. But the thing is, is I used to just watch it on me fo- on me have it on my phone, and then I could cast it to me. You know, like it's like a Chromecast. But they've took that yeah. option away now, and I'm not a big fan of like watching stuff on my phone. So. Yeah. Or of like a vintage wrestling watch, so I always. So when I first started wrestling, when training, it, because I'd watched it since it was like, I mean, I can't even remember the first. You know, people, you know, people have like, oh, this was the first time I, I watched wrestling. This I can't remember. It was that long no, ago. It's yeah. it, it just in my life, I've always watched it. The only earliest thing you can remember is, is I was watching. Uh, Hulk Hogan, I think he was either against um, the Ultimate Warrior 
or it was Roddy Piper. It was what I can't remember. I could just remember Hulk Hogan being on. That's it. And we, we used to watch a cartoon as well, the Hulk Hogan cartoon. So yes. that was we literally. Found, we, found it, we found it on YouTube and I'll show him a five year old. He didn't quite get so, it. He, he knew who Hulk Hogan was. We didn't know anybody else. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I remember just having the, the action figures, you know, like the fun wall. You kind of like, you stuck your foot, your thumb up the arse. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, we, so, we, so they were the first. So I can't really remember. I, I can't really um, pinpoint when I, when I first started watching it. So. What so when I went into wrestling school, it was kind of because I'd watched it for so long. You know when you, you kind of like you know someone said gives you a suplex, you kind of know how they hook it because you've seen it yeah, being yeah. done you know, a thousand times, or pick them up for a slam. You you, you know that how they pick them up and and you, oh shoot them off like this, and so you kind of knew because you've watched it and you see them do it. And it, I've got to that point where now where is is every day I'll watch at least one. Uh, old world, world of sport match and my theory in my head is is if I watch that as much as I used to watch the wrestling you know when I was younger mm-hmm. I'm going to start picking up on the things I get picked up when I started training like hooking the suplexes and a new year I had to hook the waistband and and you know I knew if like a, you know when you scoop slam them they, they have to post off your leg and stuff like that so it, it's kind of I'm kind of re-watching them, and I'm enjoying them as well. It's kind of studying and enjoying them as well, but that's kind of my uh, theory of if I watch it that often, uh, them kind of type of things are going to be in my head. So when I yeah. go to rest and go, right, well, I saw someone do this, so and then they can do it in the ring. Then, or sometimes I'll I'll watch a match, uh, an old world sport match, and I'll like I'll see someone do a nice reversal. So all I do is I just screen record me me phone that yeah. move, and then I'll say right. that. Then I go, right, so I'll go to the training school and I'll, I'll practice. So that's what I do. I okay. do like my old attitude. I do like my old attitude area. I'm, I'm so so I'll get up when I get up in the morning to go to the gym. Well, it's a bit the gym next door to uh, my bedroom. I'll uh, yeah. I call it Tyson's gym. So I always say oh, I'm off to Tyson's gym. So, uh, and I'll always just put on old school, just, it's just like something, some noise in the background, rather than yeah, sitting there, you know, just what, listening to me self-breathing heavy, and I'll just put <laughs> on old, uh, old Smackdowns and Raws, so yeah, the product, I don't really watch much of it, I did have high hopes on the AEW, but uh, I, I'm not really a big fan of the style of wrestling there, where they're showing them, so yeah. I, I'm more of sticking to the kind of the old school sort of things, I'll I've lost you. So I, I'll keep up with it. So, so some pay-per-views I like to do, but uh, to watch. But other than that, you know, I don't really sit down and watch a new Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't watch Raw SmackDown. I, I sometimes watch the highlights on a Sunday with the, if the kids want yeah. to watch it. But the, but the, mm. the video packages are so good these days before each batch. It's going to happen. So. So. Yeah. And I mean that was the thing that that's like a tool that like they've like not many people I mean not many companies because obviously there's not many companies who have the money like like WWE do but I used mm. to remember you know be like it'd be even be like second match on the card and they'd have like a little promo package and it would not get me pumped up for that match it could be something ridiculous yeah. like 
know, it could be William Regal against Scotty Too Hotty, but they had like you know a little feud building up to this match, and they just playing like right, and I'm pumped for this match. And not yeah, not taking anything yeah. from William Regal or or, or Scotty Too Hotty, but you know it was that was a. It, it, they always got me pumped for it because I knew what was going on and they knew why uh, this match was taking place. Which I think now sometimes you kind of just scratch your head, like why do I care about this? Yeah. And they've just kind of and I've, I've said to to many people when I had this conversation, I think wrestling just needs to go back to basics, just just a little bit, just put two people in there that don't like each other, or there's something's happened where they both you know have this reason to have this match. And then you've it's it's pretty much that that symbol. They're trying to reinvent the wheel, basically. Yeah, this is it should be either we need to prove who's the best, or I want that belt, or I want to be the number contender for that belt. Or exactly, yeah. So, so I like I like I like the AEW at the beginning because they they had that the stat the rankings that made sense. Yeah, number one in the rankings, but. Well, the thing the is, is, is he was showing people's wins and loss records, yeah. and then you'd, you'd, you'd see, and like, you know, Hangman Adam Page would have lost like five and won four or won six, and I was like, well, is it, that's not a very good, like, record, is it? He's one of the top guys. <laughs> and uh, so it, it's kind of, and then you look at like when, you know, um, uh, 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 Conor McGregor fought at, at the weekend, and you see his score. You know, it's like twenty-five wins, like one draw and two losses. Like that's a that's a you can look at that and understand and go right. Well, this guy's only lost twice. And yeah. He's drew once. And he's won twenty-five. Like he must be a, a you know a mean guy. You know, if there's people out there who don't know who Conor McGregor is, I couldn't imagine that being the case anymore. Yeah. But you know, years ago. But if people are going to start flicking through. Because I'm always about casual fans. Because let's face it, back like people can say like the the wrestling business has evolved, but I just point them to the evidence. So there was more people watching Raw on a Monday night back in the you know late nineties, early two thousands, mm. more than people who were watching SmackDown, Raw, AW, TNA, all combined. So there's clearly something is is gone awry somewhere for them to, for it to have you know whittled down to like you know maybe less than three million people are watching wrestling when back in the that day you know you, everyone watched wrestling. Yeah. Definitely. So there's I, I think there's definitely something's definitely changed. With Raw, I can't I can't stand up why you'd want to sit down and watch wrestling for three hours every week. Yeah. That's five hours. Or AW at seven hours. I know, <laughs> yeah. It's another two hours, and you're like, <laughs> I know. And I, I mean, you've, you're looking at this, part, and then you've got like all the extras. So you got NXT, NXT UK, SmackDown Raw. It's this. That's just WWE, and then you have got Two O Five Live. It's yeah, just too much exposure. They finish still doing main events as well. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like I think sometimes you just build content for the for the to the network more than anything. But, you know, if I'm seeing... Yeah, and then there's crossovers as well. So you see one guy on SmackDown and he's on 205 Live or he's on NXT. There's, like, too much exposure. I was, like, counting, like, sometimes, you know, like, The Rock and Austin. They'd only be on the telly for, like, seven minutes. Yeah. I, you know, over Raw and SmackDown, let's say they're going to be on for 12 minutes, 15 minutes. That's all they were for the week. 
And you just and obviously they were very entertaining, so he wanted more, but they never overstayed the welcome. Mm-hmm. It was always like, let's get in here, let's say what I've got to say, let's do what I've got to do, and duck out because if I start over and exposing myself, people are going to start getting bored. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, so who was actually your favorite wrestler growing up? So well, he, the, my favorite wrestler was The Rock. He he was I, I thought he was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I just everything that was the rock, I just wanted to be the rock. And even now, even as an actor, I think he's you know, he's just like I go and I go and just check in on the rock, see what he's saying, if there's any motivations that but as I've yeah. grown up now, as I've grown up I've I'm I'm obviously watching the old Astrid era. Austin's starting to uh, to kind of I'm starting to lean on the side of, of Austin. Now, but then I feel as though uh, the demographic of what The Rock and Austin were, it's hit me. So, like, obviously, when I was younger, all the young people like The Rock, all the young people and women like The Rock, but yeah. all the adults like Austin. So now I've grown up to an adult, I've started to lean on the side of Austin. So, yeah, so I would say The Rock and Austin, they were the two guys that. That I, I, I just loved. But yeah, I was a massive rock fan. This is the professional Nathan Cruz, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious Podcast because, like me, you are head to toe a pro. So, what actually prompted you to do the tights again to the ring yourself? So, this was kind of, well, so do it, it boils down to the rock and Austin again. I remember. It was backlash um, when it was it was it was tri- it was the Rockins Triple H yeah. for the title and the and Austin was meant to be there in the Rock's corner. He he was out with his neck injury, but he was going to come back for backlash and be in the Rock's corner because obviously Triple H had the McMahon's in his corner. Austin never shows up. The Rock's got to go in by himself. The the match, you know, it it all goes awry, and everyone's beating up on on a uh, the rock, and then all of a sudden, yeah. and Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hits, he comes out, starts absolutely smashing everyone, and then the Rock wins the title, and that was the moment I was like, I really want to be a wrestler when I'm older. That was that was the time. <laughs> that was it. So was was the the Rocky you like wanted to mold your style around when you start training? So where I started training was, um, it's literally locally to me where I started training. And, and the story was, is I was, there was a place where I used to go when I was a kid with the, my primary school. We used to go swimming there. I don't know if you yeah. know Ben, ben Avenue Baths. It's, uh, it's in Rock Ferry. It is. And it's, no, I mean, it's, it's absolutely, I mean, it's right. It was ran down then. Now it's absolutely. I don't even. I think it's they don't even use anymore. I think like it's about to collapse or something. But it's it's still up. And uh, sure, no, if it's, if it's, if it's, I'm sure. No, yeah, it, you, it, you probably drove past it. And uh, so I remember we were, I was I was driving. So it was probably I think it was like 17 at the time. And me and my mate were big massive wrestling fans, and I just saw this big banner, and it said yeah. wrestling, <laughs> wrestling here. But it had kind of like a cartoon picture of a guy giving another guy a German, and they were in like you know like amateur wrestling singlets. So, mm-hmm. so we're like, oh, wrestling's this. But from the from the poster, it kind of looked like it was just a big banner, and I kind of thought it's 
it must be like amateur wrestling. It can't be like professional wrestling or anything. So mm. I was trying to pull my mate's leg. I was like, are we going? Are we, are we going? And he was like, no. And he kept putting it off for a couple of weeks. So one day he just said, you know what? I'm just going to go by myself. So I went down there. And I mean, this building, it's like really old. The paint was falling off everything. <laughs> they were even in the paper. You, that the because they had like a swimming pool and you know they did like swimming competitions and they found rats in the pool and everything. This out, <laughs> I can't stress how run down this place was. So I went in and uh, there's just this big massive ring there, and I was like, I can't believe it. It's actually it's like actually pro wrestling because my whole thing was right. So I'll get amateur, you know, Kurt Angle's amateur wrestler. That's how I can get into this. So that was yeah. my <laughs> thinking. But then when I come in. And I saw yeah. the ring. I was like, no, this is actually wrestling. So that first time I went to, and come went down to what? And I said, oh, I'll stay for a bit much. But I had to leave after like five minutes because I was kicking myself because I saw them start taking bumps and, the, you know, they're doing all the drills. And I was just getting dead excited. And I was oh, like, wow. and I was just like, do you know what? I can't believe I didn't just start today. So after five minutes, I had to leave because it was that like, on edge i just wanted to get in there so i, I left after about five minutes because i was it was killing me that I, I couldn't start so i said right i'll just start next week so I, I got all this you know like all my stuff that i needed and i went the next the next week then and that was it then oh, did you have an idea of a character you wanted to go into when you start training oh uh, um not yeah it was kind of the rock basically i was like the yeah. rock so that's what it was that's that's my whole thing about it, and uh, mm. I remember his funny story, and because um, I used to, you know, you used to create a character, didn't you, on a uh, on on WWE, and uh, <laughs> at the time, yeah, and at the well, at the time, I wasn't, you know, in the best shape, and I I, I was quite a, uh, a chubby kid, like really, you know, on the borderline of a beast. So my gear on the wrestling was. I used to wear like cargo shorts and a vest, and then yeah. I had like me, me trainers on, and uh, and on the get I used to give them trainers and, and stuff like that. So when so I was training for a bit, and then I was speaking to someone, and and uh, they said, "Oh, what would you wear if you started wrestling?" I said, "Oh, well, you know, me being naive, go well, I'd be wear I'd wear a vest and some shorts, and uh, and some trainers with knee pads," and he just said. Brian wouldn't let you wrestle like that. So then that just killed the whole dream of like oh. what it was wear. I was like, but this is the this is the gear I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear when I win the WWF championship. But yeah, that got thrown out the window very quickly and then and but I was still stuck to the fact that like oh, I'm gonna act like the rock and then but they see through that very quickly and I was just very young and naive at the time, so mm. it was <laughs> Everything I was was basically the Rock 2.0, but you know nowhere near as good as what he was gonna do it. So it was, it was just a naivety of me, really, to be honest. Yeah, did your character have a name? Uh, well, it was Terry Tyson. That was the name. So, right. I, so, but the funny thing is, my first match, I was in a rumble. and uh, and I said to um, the the MC, I said, "Oh, can I?" Uh, he was like, oh, what's your name? I said, oh, it's Terry Tyson. He said, oh, all right, okay. And so, I mean, Brian's got a, a thing about, you know, names. He, 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 so, yeah, if he doesn't like your name, he, he'll give you another one. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so I gave that name in and they went away. And I don't know what happened, but when they come out, they announced me as Tyson Taylor. So just from then on, I said, well, I guess I'm Tyson Taylor then. And I thought, I'll change that. I'll, 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 you know, I'll tell him, I'll, I'll tell him that that's not my name. And then obviously, <laughs> and a, a little bit silly, just kind of was too scared to tell him. And then as the years went on, I just got Tyson Taylor and, and, and I thought about changing it. And, and I said, you know what? This is kind of, you know, it's my name. I, I do like it. And then I added the two cruel in just a little bit recently because I, because uh, I just feel as though everyone just got a name. It's just like a name, isn't it? But yeah, I wanted just something a little bit. And like my favorite tag team was was too cool. And uh, ah, and, uh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 the story was is me and another t- t- um students at the wrestling school. Uh, we were going to become a tag team. So we were just thinking about tag team names. I said, well, instead of too cool, why don't we call ourselves too cruel? So it was like, oh yeah, I like that. So, you know, and then obviously, it, um, we, we never become a tag team in the end, but he always kept that in me, in me kind of the back of my head. And then it was just like recently, he said, you know what? I should just call myself too cruel Tyson Taylor. And it's kind of got that like, you know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, too cruel Tyson Taylor. It's like that. It just adds a little bit to just like Tyson Taylor. You know, you you see, like, there's a load of students in our school. They've got, like, they've just got normal names. Like, you're like, oh, what's your last name? We go, like, oh, it's Steve Jones. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's your real name? They're like, well, my name's Mark Stevens. You might as well just call yourself Mark Stevens because Steve Jones. <laughs> like, it's just an absolute gnome. It's just a no name. There's no, like, flair to it. You've just picked two other boring names to overcome your boring name. Basically, so it was kind of, and I feel as though that's like happens sometimes. People change a name for changing a namesake. That's, yeah, that's the thing you they shut the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it was kind of like one of those things where I'd, I'd been given a Tyson Taylor and I liked it. And it's kind of, it seems a little bit gritty and stuff like that, but I just didn't want to be just a name. I wanted a little bit something else to it. I listened to a podcast the other day and they were like, do you know how? Rock the Rock was called Rocky Maivia yeah. to begin with, because because it was Peter Maivia and Rocky yeah. Johnson. And in, in an in an alternate dimension, his his name is Peter Johnson because he took the name Steve away mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, to be fair, there was a there was a point where I wanted to call myself Terry Ace, and I remember they did a uh, TNT. I mean, this was like. Aid when TNT first started, I think it was on yeah. like the second show, and I said, Joe, you know what I'm going to do, Terry Ace and my and Mike Angus, he he because I've known Mike for years, and uh, yeah, he was yeah, he, he, um, he announced me and he said, oh Terry Ace, and I said I absolutely hate it because it'd come out of a do you know, like an MC's <laughs> mouth. Yeah, that sounds like the most scouse name ever, Terry Ace. <laughs> Terry Ace was just so. Yeah, and I just thought, no, do you know what? You're Tyson Taylor, just stick with that. I know you, you didn't, <laughs> and it was probably a mistake that they called you, but it was a good mistake at the end. <laughs> so take us back to your first show, your first match, and what do you think about it? In hindsight, have you gone back and watched it? What was your opinion on it? So my first match, I was very lucky with my first match. So I'd been training for three years before I had my oh, first match. Wow. Yeah, it's... It, 
it was because it was I was terrible. I was absolutely awful at first. Like I, I was so bad, and I was so overweight as well. There was just there was nothing redeemable about me. You know, you just you'd especially with Brian shows he puts on. You know, like the they've all look like superstars. So here's me, you know, young chubby, and so. After, so after the three years, I really got the hang of it and I lost a lot of mm. weight. So, so, and I was kind of one of those people who I was always a training. I'd always put the ring up. I'd always put it down, and and some and we, what like uh, Leticia, uh, Brian's daughter, she was running the training school. So she kind of had like her ear on the ground. She knew what people were doing, and there's people in there who were absolutely amazing. You know, they they, they were an absolute natural. But she never picked them because in her mind, she was like, right, if it's a summer, we've got three shows a day once. We need someone who's going to get into that ring, get stuck in, build it, drop it down, put it in the van and away. So yeah. I kind of, it, it was it was kind of like how hard working I was at the training school of why she gave me my match. It wasn't the fact that it was any good. She was just like, well, you know, he's he's trying here. He's, he's putting the ring up and he's taking it down. Uh, so we'll, we'll give him a go. And she actually tricked me because she said, oh, well, your referee, it was Butlins. It was a Butlins Skegness. We were doing a weekend at Butlins Skegness. And she said, oh, you, we, we need a referee. Do you want a referee? I said, yeah, okay. She goes, right, you know, I'll pick you up. And they said, Frankie Sloan, we're going to pick Frankie Sloan up. So it was me, Frank Sloan, Tish and, and Dean Allmark in the car. Oh, so, wow. as we drive, <laughs> so as we were driving, she 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 said to me, she goes, did you bring your wrestling gear? Because the, the rule was, even if you're not on the card, bring your wrestling gear. I said, yeah, I bought it. She goes, good, because you're not actually refereeing, you're wrestling. <laughs> the reason why I said you were refereeing is because if I said you were wrestling, you might have backed out. But we're on our way now, so you can't really do anything. <laughs> so I said, all right, okay. So my first match, it was in a six-sided ring. It was just when T, it was when TNA was blowing up. So Brian brought a six-sided ring, and I tell yeah. you what, it was harder than concrete. This Ooh. because the way it's built, it, it's got a kind of so like the irons are on a normal ring. It just goes one way, doesn't it? And it's got yeah. and it's and I mean this was a small ring as well. It was six-sided, but it was small. I could probably I could be having my back. I get on one turnbuckle and reach out, and another guy could be <laughs> on his back and reach out, and we could probably just about touch. That's how like mm. you know small it was. So I had no give or nothing, and wow. I was in a tag match, and it was me and Ricky Knight against Frankie Sloan and Zach Knight. So that Your was first my matches or like Ricky yeah. Knight. Yeah, it was with the Knights. And I mean, they were great. They, 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 I couldn't have asked for a, for a better match. They, they really just just eased me. There was no stress. Uh, no, no. In there, I felt like I didn't have to worry about anything. So, and it was one of those things where Ricky Knight was saying, I won't tell you what you're going to be doing. I'll tell you when we're in there because we're tag team partners. So, I can tell you what we're doing because we're tag team partners. We're going to tell each other. So when I was in, you know, he'd come in and he'd do his stuff with, with Zach and then on the heat, he'd, he'd tag me in and he'd be like, slam him, Terry, slam him, slam him, slam him. So I'd just slam him. And I, all right, yeah. pin him. And it was just like, it was, the, it didn't seem off because he was, no. 
he was talking to me because we were, we were partners. So, and he was like, how can I give him a suplex? Go on. Oh yeah. Bring him here. I'll have him. It was, it was so easy. It was, uh, so it was, and yeah, they made it, they made it really easy for me. And I've always, I've always uh, been thankful for them. And then the funny enough, this, my second match was, it was me and, uh, Soraya Knight against Frankie and Brittany Knight, which is Paige now. Wow. So I, I had, you know, both matches with the whole Knight family in, in the first, you know, first two matches of wrestling. And even the second match, you know, it was the same. And I've always, uh, I've always got on with, with the Knight family and I've always, you know, been very respectful for them because they really did look after me in those two matches. They, they were great to me. Oh, man. <laughs> so how, what are your thoughts on the current British wrestling scene compared to when you started? Well, it's it, I mean, the the independence, there wasn't much of an independence when I was, it, it, you had a couple, but it was, uh, PCW wasn't around and stuff like that, but it was, it was. Did you, li- did you, have, did you have your debut in like 2011-ish? I think it might have been maybe. What are we in now? Yeah, I think it was 2000. It might have been 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, 2001. So it was about, yeah, two, maybe late 2009, I think it was. Yeah. It was, so so back then, it, there wasn't it was, as many right, shows right, as there right, were yeah, now. Yeah, so you're about four years out from the wrestler boom, wasn't it? So it's yeah, yeah. Like so, 13, it kind of exploded, wasn't it? So. Yeah, and I was so embedded in, in, in All-Star that I kind of didn't realise there was anything else out there because I was so busy with Brian. There was, there was, I mean, the first couple of years of my, when I turned pro, you're not doing that many shows. You're just refereeing. Yeah. You know, you may be doing a handful, but you, you, I, I was in the locker room with, 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 uh, you know, Drew McIntyre before he went and, and Nick Aldis was there for a bit before oh, he wow. went. And, uh, and Mason Ryan, he was there. And these, and I would, and I mean, Tatanka was, was there at one point and, and, Gangrel and, and what I would do is I would, you know, if they needed something from the shops, I'd have to, I'd go and get it for them or I'd get them the water or I'd make sure they've, you know, they've got all the stuff is all sorted for them so they didn't have to do anything. Mm. And I'd literally just come. It was kind of like, it was kind of like paying your dues. I, I, I pay, it's kind of like, I was paying me dues basically. I was the runner for all the, for all the guys. I was coming in to do the rings and I'd referee. Or sometimes I would just come and help out. I wasn't on the show, but I'd just sit there and I'd watch the whole show, and that was it. And uh, yeah, I, I saw there was yeah, Drew McIntyre was there, Sheamus was there just for a little bit. Um, oh wow, Wade Barrett, but they would. I mean, there was I probably only seen him like once, maybe, but because and then they got signed, and then Nick, he got signed to the Gladiators at that point. Yes, Oblivion. <laughs> Big up. Yeah, so so. Uh, <laughs> He he had gone off to do that, and uh, and I just caught the end of that. But yeah, these were the guys that I was watching when I would you know would sit down. It was like James Mason, Robbie Dynamite, Dean Ormark, wow. um, Tony Spitfire, Frankie Sloan, Robbie Brookside. These are the people I was I was watching. Like so, and I mean it was it, honestly. I, now looking back. I didn't really realise just how lucky I was, but yeah, I was very lucky to have those people to watch. 
And I feel as though now that there's the independence that they're missing out on the experienced people. And there's obviously experienced people, but there's experienced people with a different style. And so, so people are experiencing the independent wrestling style where, and the thing now that I always giggle at is, um, they do like shows do special wrestling rules matches. Like wrestling rules is now a gimmick match. Gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought we, I thought wrestling rules applied in every wrestling match, except if you were in a winning, like a steel cage where obviously it's a steel cage match, but they have these special, I remember watching, it was some match. It, it come up on my YouTube and I watch it and, and uh, I didn't know who the two guys were. It sometimes just pops up, you know, because you watch wrestling, it, it mm. tells you what you, you what you might like. And uh, and the guy was talking. I always look up. I always watch people who talk because I'm a big believer in you know you, you need to be able to talk because that's you, your mouth is your money basically. Definitely. And he's talking. Yeah. And say, oh, the guy can talk. Yeah, you know, it, it it's one of those things with me where. What, as soon as you start talking, if you lose me, you can lose me in the first five seconds of speaking and you'll never get me back. So you've got to really hit it. And he and he said to this guy, he said, oh, you know, we should have an old school wrestling rules match. So I just started giggling. I thought, I thought every wrestling match had wrestling rules. But all right. <laughs> so he waffles on for a little bit more, said, right, I'm bored now. I'll fast forward to the match. And literally, from what I fast forwarded to, the, the next thing was the guy was choking him on the railings on the outside. <laughs> I said, yeah, because I remember uh, wrestling rules where you're allowed to choke him on the railings on the outside. So people, the people don't even know what the wrestling rules are now anyway. So I feel as though, yeah, the the, the scene at the moment, it's, it, it, uh, as I said before, it should be right. Just go back to basics. Just, mm. you know, just have two guys trying to, they've got a conflict, two guys or girls, they've got a conflict. And, you know, uh, and that's how you've got them together. One you like, one you don't. There's, there's a lot now where, you know, people don't want to be a villain because they think that people aren't going to buy the T-shirts. And I, so, yeah. you know, I, I'm, and the thing is, is, I Triple H was the biggest villain. I hated Triple H. I still had a Triple H T-shirt, though. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it was one of those things. It was so, and, and I remember what, I went to the show where, I won't say who, but, so they had, it was so they they had a match and then as soon as the match finished he he they went out and sold the match straight from the match you know they've just been dropping yeah. each other on the head and kicking each other in the face and I mean we all know it's predetermined they don't like using the word fake because there's nothing fake about it no but come on you know it's like we know films are fake. But we don't want Denzel Washington to wink at us, you know, you know, halfway <laughs> yeah. through the film, or you know, we don't want him to come at, at the end of the credits and go, "Hi, everybody!" Oh, you know, don't worry, you know, that guy shot me in the leg, but it was fake. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, by the way, here's my website. Could you buy one of me, you know, Denzel Washington t-shirts? It's just that's not how it goes, and I think that's what. Just if you're if if you want to sell merch, just. Get someone to sell it for you, basically. Yeah, at my, at my local promotion, Wrestle Island, they have a lady and they have all the yeah. shirts out. Yeah, she just has envelopes and she just puts them in the back. Yeah, you buy their shirts. Yeah, just it's, it's just a great way. It, it's just the, it's just a great. It's just it's adds that mystique to it still. 
and because even though you know it's 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 you know it's predetermined and people aren't people are getting hurt but you know you're not killing them like it, it looks like it St- you know still still treat it like that and i think yeah. it's just getting treated as a little bit of a joke at the moment and there's just loads of talented people I, I i do think that the the talent out there is probably as strong as ever so you don't need to do that it, it's you be more confident in 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 your ability and you know let them come to you it, it's it's one of them it's like i don't think the rock's ever gone to anyone and begged someone to buy the t-shirt for him no <laughs> no definitely not yeah, if they're a fan of you, they'll come to you. It's like, so like your fan base should be strong enough that they'll they'll seek you out rather than you seeking them out. Basically, this is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic, and you are listening to Broken but Glorious. Yeah, for, so for the listeners who've never been, what should fans expect from an All Stars show? Then the All Star, it's very like it's it's just very old fashioned. Well, not old fashioned. It's it's just, it's not like, I mean, there's matches that I've had and like, I mean, I'll do axe handles off the middle. It's mm-hmm. like, I remember I was doing, I was doing a, a show for another promotion and I said to the guy, oh, give me a monkey f- climb, do you like a monkey flip? And the referee was getting changed to the same locker and he said, he said, bloody hell, I've never heard. And he was like an old time guy and he said bloody I haven't heard anyone call anyone you know anyone to do a, a monkey flip on anyone and you know give an axe handle yeah. you know usually it's bloody Canadian destroyers off the top so it's all about emotion it's all about storytelling yeah every match is there's a good guy and there's a bad guy and so now you know who you hate and now you know who you cheer and if you do it right, just I've seen times where, you know, because I, I always think there's one guy who's so good at establishing himself as a top baby face. And, and I've been, well, I've been on with Dean. I've been on with Dean probably like over 500 times. He's wow. always been one that he's always one that just, he's, he's got him and he, he yes. knows his role and there's times where he just gave me a shoulder tackle to the start and the place goes absolutely berserk off a shoulder tackle yeah. so it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of like and I, and I mean I know there's a, the people kind of scoff at the at the way that you know all star do it and uh, Haven well we used to go to Portland we don't go to anymore but we go to Haven there was one Haven we did last summer yeah. and uh, it was there was a, there was over fa- a thousand people in there and they were going nuts and I mean, you know, if you look at other promotions, they are packed houses like three hundred people and stuff like that. So to say that the all star wrestling style is is the is the old time style, it's absolutely it's it's not. That style is there's still a place there for it. If people give it a chance, if people really sat down, and because it's not easy to understand, it, it took me a, a very long time. Still now, I'm still, you know, trying to learn from it now, of how that style is done. It it doesn't come easy, but then no. again, is that a way of having? Don't come easy. So it was one of those things where if you really sat down, you really understood how how it works. You can get that in any place. There was um every time I remember I went to PCW. And it was Dean. It was Dean's first PCW, and I said, "I'll go down, and I'll I'll support Dean." And you know, Dean comes out, 
there was people knew who he was, but there was no reaction to him because obviously he was he was very new on the independence. He'd been with Brian for for you know for the probably the first ten years before he started going on the independence. Oh, wow, yeah. And I remember, and I just remember him walking out, and he he was getting like the do you know because there was people in that audience who had probably watched him when they were younger and grew up. So they kind of knew who he was, and I just remember thinking, man, just wait. He'll be yeah. like one of the biggest stars on the independent. He'll get over because he just knows how to. Because I tell you what, if you can master the all star style of getting over, you can you 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 can master it anywhere. And he did, and now look at him now. He's you know he's one of the top worldwide independent wrestling stars. Mm. People are people are you know you know getting the pitchforks out and lighting fires, wondering why he isn't it. Uh, NXT UK, and uh, it's because he, he he was he was he built up with that style, and I'm the same. I come up with that style as well, and I I believe wholeheartedly that the All Star style can can get you earn you money and get people in the in the in the houses and and bums in the seats. Yeah, I think I've been to it's probably at least five All Star shows. And I've been with my in-laws, and he loved it. My five-year-old loves it. My teenager loves it. Me and my girlfriend love it. Uh, yeah, it's for like it's just like it's. I know it's like it's, it's one of those things. It is fun for the whole family. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've seen I've seen matches that have been kind of like indie matches, but they've had a sprinkle of indie of you know like big moves of indie matches, but it's still got this storytelling. It's still got the psychology to yeah. together. <laughs> So like it, it, you can do a bit of both and make both styles better, but you've just got to you've just got to kind of like kind of be like don't scoff at the all star style, sprinkle it on, and I, I mm. guarantee you it'll, it'll it'll it brings you've got to get emotion out of out of our fans. Where now you know like wrestlers they just want to say oh well if I did this move to you did did pop for that. All right, they pop for it, but you know where's the emotion for you? The popping for the moves, not popping for you. Yeah. You know, and you get it's like this is awesome chance. Like it's awesome because you just give them a you know a Spanish fly off the top. They're not cheering for you. They're cheering for the move. Where people need to understand that that's not being over. Being over is when they're cheering for you. Definitely. <laughs> I had tickets for the 50th anniversary show. The shows as well, and I just. Got to do yeah. it. That didn't happen. So. Yeah, and I mean, there's loads, there's loads of independent matches of watching. I thought, wow, that was that was great. That, yeah. But yeah. it's it's but yeah, there's people seem to think that if you just do moves, that's getting over. But it's it's not. There's there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to it than that. And you've really got it. It it doesn't. It's not easy, and it won't come to you in the first two or three years. I mean, I'm still learning now, and I'm 13 years into this. And I'm still learning now, so. But it's fun to learn. It's it, it's it's. You should always believe that you should be learning. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you've, you've, they have some amazing talents on the show. It's just like my first show I went to in like early fifteen. The main event was an eight-man tag, and I had Dean Ormark, Zach Gibson, James Mason, and Tony Spitfire with yeah. a very young Zaya Brookside as like the manager. Yeah. yeah. Gangrel, Nathan Cruz, Thunder. Uh, I want to say his name was Cousin Jake or something. Oh, I know exactly this match. Yeah, yeah. Is this I, 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 I know it was the name of the top rope. Jake gets thrown out over the top rope. 
the whole the whole things and over the top roof. Eight man yeah, bag. yeah. So I've got a funny <laughs> story about this. So so cousin Jay yeah. gets thrown out in like the first like two minutes. <laughs> and because he's that much, you know, at the time he was probably inexperienced. He wasn't actually meant to go out then because I no. was I was at that show. I, I was watching the match. And uh, and he gets thrown over the top ropes and he got his arse chewed out of the, over that at the end, like because because uh, he wasn't meant. But it was just an experience. He he, he didn't realise, you know, yeah. that he shouldn't have gone over. But that's a bit. Look at that talent. I mean, look at Thunder was massive. Gangrel. Yeah. I mean, I, I I consider Gangrel a friend. And I I remember um I remember the first time like oh can you pick Gangrel up from the airport. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll pick Angrella from the airport. It wasn't from the airport, it was from some other digs or whatever he was. And uh, and I, I remember, like, we, we had, like, a 45-minute drive. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have Gangrel in the car. I'm going to ask him, like, how the rock is and, and what's it like <laughs> and what's this, that, and the other. And, you know, I got in the car, high say, carried his bags to the boot, put him in the boot, sat down. I thought, it was bit, you know, we had a little bit of small talk. And then I was yeah. going to start asking him the questions. And then he fell asleep. <laughs> and then he fell asleep, and then uh, and then and, and then I didn't ask him any of the questions after that. But uh, but I've 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 been around him a, a lot over the years, and I do I do uh, count him as a friend, which is kind of funny sometimes when we speak because I just like I think to myself, you know, I had his action figure, and he had like yeah. the Titantron. Do you ever remember the Titantron? You put like the had like little pins at the bottom of the feet and you put it on and it registered which which wrestler it was and they used to play their music and Gangrel's music was on it. So it was yeah. kind of one of the pinch yeah. pinch yourself moments. And he was a mate, he was a mate. I was I can't try to think how old old Joel was. So it was probably nine. I think he was a bit intimidated to go up to him, but he was amazing in the meet and greets after it with oh, all the yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Is it and that's just the that's the talent pool that they have and and a lot of people have come and gone from you know, from uh, the All Star school, uh, like from the All Star school, or just come in and you, you, like and just didn't have it, and then they never get invited again. But no. it's one of these things is where there's a certain way of doing it, and there's a certain look you've got to have because at the end of the day, people are paying money to see you. And this is my this is my mindset when I first started. Is at the start I looked awful. And I kind of, like, you know, I was losing weight, but I wasn't really, like, weight training or anything like that. And then I just remember, like, you know, I wasn't getting put on that many shows. And I was like, why, what's what's wrong here? And I just looked at myself and it's like, I just don't look like a wrestler. You know, no. if I paid money and I'd walk through the, you know, with a singlet that I got off eBay and some, like, pleather pants that I got off e-lucha, like, I'd probably want my money back. So I just kind of, I just kind of said, right, I need to be like these guys. I need to look like money like these. So I just, as soon as that, I just started hitting the weights and, and that was it. At the last show, was a guy called Brody Steele and he just looked amazing. Yeah, Brody Steele. Lo- he looked like a proper old school, yeah, 80s badass wrestler. Too bad. It, yeah, he had a match against Oliver Gray and I think. He injured himself. He's got very intimidated, but like they are, they're just great. They're just great people to be around as well. And I think mm-hmm. feel as though there's kind of like a, a stigmatism around like the people who work for all star. Oh, you know the bullies and this, that, and the other. Most of the time, I mean, I've come out from a match 
and an all-star show. And I have been, for the first, you know, five or six years, I was getting my arse chewed out all the time. I was getting told mm-hmm. I was the absolute shit, that I should give up, and you're the worst wrestler I've ever seen. You know, I was getting that. But it never discouraged me. I, I wasn't taking it personal because no. they had a certain, there was a certain, you know, this is the gold standard of wrestling. And if I make, if I sting the place out, then it affects everyone. So it was, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of times, you know, I'd be sitting in the car on the way home, absolutely, you know, hating it, but I'm wanting to quit, but I'd just go to bed and I'd wake up and go, no, I'm not quitting. This is what I want to do. I'm going to take what they've said and I'm going to learn from what they've said. And mm-hmm. that's all they did. It took time and, and I feel as though like there's some people out there who they don't want to hear the hard truths. They just want to hear like the, there was, there was a guy, there was, I remember there was a, there was a, 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 he was from another independent show and he come in and he wasn't very good and he didn't look very, never asked me what I liked about your match. No. And then he never, and then that was it. He never give him any, he never give him any, um, never give him any advice. He said, oh, you know, he said, oh, I'll, I'll tell you what I liked about your match. Absolutely nothing. And then he left it at that. And then wow. we never saw him again. He's probably, but he was asking the wrong questions. And, you know, he's probably been on the, you know, been on the independent circuit with people blowing smoke up his arse. And, and, uh, he's come here thinking, you know, he, he's absolutely amazing. And, and he's got the, you know, he's got the harsh reality. And I was getting the harsh reality, you know, every night. I remember yeah. I used to wear like, uh, I used to wear like, do you like, do you like Dean wears his shorts? Yeah. So, cause he was my trainer, I thought, well, I'll wear shorts as well. But obviously I was chubby, so he used to wear a singlet. And my whole theory was, is it was like, cause it was like overweight. I thought if I wear pleather shorts, it'll kind of hide that I'm fat. So I went out there and I, I did uh, the match and I come back and I mean it was awful like the match was awful it always was and uh, one of the guys like starts tearing me apart he's like that was the worst match I've ever seen you're drizzling shits this that and the other and he said and I know why you're wearing pleather pants it's because you think it's hiding that you're fat and he said but I've got a surprise for you it doesn't we all know that you're fat so as soon as I got home I took those pleather pants off. And chucked them in the bin. I said, right, well, that's... It was a hot... It was a, I mean, it was a nasty way of him saying it to me, but yeah. it's what I needed to hear. Because then I got rid of the, you know, the, the, the shorts. And then I just wore a singlet then. And then there was another time where um, I used to wear kick pads. And it was literally because everyone at the training school wore kick pads. And you saw all the other wrestlers wearing kick pads. And I remember I come out from a match and I, and I come and went to one of the veterans and said, eh... Oh, uh, what do you think of me matching? He just like sat there with his arms crossed and he, he looked up at me and he goes, do you kick? And I just said, no, no. And he goes, well, then stop wearing kick pads. And then that was oh, it. Wow. So, and he turned back to, turned back and just started to do whatever he did. So the kick pads come off and I chucked them in the bin and that was it. And then it just got to the point where it was like, right, the, the right, these are the harsh realities, but... You know, it, it built me to, to who I am today. And I, I I thank everyone. Because there were times where I'd, I'd ask questions and there'd be other yeah. like trainees. And I'd ask, you know, what do you think of a match? And they'd be sitting with me for a good, like, 15 minutes, picking apart everything that 
they didn't like or, or what I was doing wrong. And then someone else would come along and they, and they go, and another trainee or another like, you know, newcomer come along. He said, Oh, what do you think? And they go, Yeah, yeah, it was good that. And I'd be like, Why on what? Like, that match is awful what he did. Like, why am I the one who's getting, and it was, it was only when I realized that like, they were putting time and efforts into me. Yes. And they were just letting these, you know, let, they, they didn't really have time for these other guys. But, you know, for some reason, they, they, uh, they, they took the time to to tell me what I was doing wrong, and I just thought it was because I was that awful compared to everyone else that my conversation that they were having with me was a lot longer than theirs, but little did I know they were giving me good advice. Yeah, because it sounds like you're putting in the work of uh, helping to put the rings but, up and yeah, going I, out and I always, getting yeah, everyone. I, and, yeah, I always had my mouth shut and I always had my ears open. And I'd always help with the ring. I would, I'd always make sure, you know, if people needed water or anything like that. And even there was even times when I was on the show wrestling, I'd be doing that stuff because I'm not, I, I, I was still trying to get me foot in anyway, even because I'm on the show doesn't make me the star because I'm not, you know, I'm the bottom feeder, you know, I'm the jabroni at the end of the day. So I was just trying to prove myself, you know, when I, I, make sure I was picking up the heaviest bars and I was taking down the most boards and and by the time, you know, I'd be sweating more off, you know, putting the ring up and down than I was in my mouth. Because <laughs> I thought to myself, I wanted these people to be sitting, you know, wherever they are having a conversation about me and you go, oh, you know, that, that Tyson, he's absolutely awful, but I tell you what, he, he, he helps out with the ring and that was just me foot in then, that, you know, they can they can get over the fact that you're not very good. Mm-hmm. But if you're not very good and you're lazy, you know they're, they're going to be less. Um, they're going to be less uh, forgiven to you. So Definitely. that's what I did at the start. Is I was awful, but I was always there helping out or making sure everyone was fine. I was dead respectful. I used to carry everyone's, but even now sometimes I'll I'll carry. Some of the, some of the guys' bags, cause, and it's not that I'm like brown nose or anything. It's because I'm being respectful. These guys have been doing it, you know, when I was very young, and they've helped me out. So, you know, me carrying the bag to the car or taking it out to the car and putting it in the venue, it's no bother to me. I'm just trying to there to to show my respect. And even still to this day, I still believe you, you should be paying your dues. Um, yeah. this of how long you've been in it for because it's just you know it's, there's, there's a lot of people that scoff at a lot of things because they've been in the business for so long because I don't really look like that I'm just like I'm just trying to be a, a good employee basically yeah. and that's what <laughs> I would say employees aren't we really to, to ever show it's like there was a guy that I, I, I don't know if you remember it was it was a company called Big League Wrestling and I don't think they were running. They were well, Welsh. No, they were down south no. there. No, I don't think. And um, and 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 I I got on the show because uh, I I used to train with Harlan Bravado. He was he was on Ring yes. he was Ring of Honor. He had the Bravado brothers, and he got me on one of the shows, and I drove him down. And then even when Harlan went back to America, this guy Lewis Ross is his name. Is that I've always got you know got lots of good things to say. So I, about him because he took a chance on me and he was driving me down from from Liverpool down all the way you know down south it must have cost him more than what I was worth yeah <laughs> but it was because wow. 
I was it was because I'd get there and I'd help with the ring, you know, the, all the guys would be sitting around, you know, doing nothing. And, you know, whoever's, there was a wrestler who brought the ring. And I thought, well, I'm just going to help him because, I, I, I mean, this is what I'm here for. We're, I'm going to be using that ring, so I'm going to help. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought, like, and he, I was always on every show, and I feel as though that's why he was uh, he'd be booking me, because I was helping out and I was respectful for, to everyone. And it really didn't cause him any problem. He asked me to do something. I said, yeah, I'll do that. That's fine. And, you know, there'd be times where he'd go, oh, would you pick up, you know, one time I had to pick up a bis. And he was like, oh, will you pick up a bis for me? I know it's a bit out your It's fine. <laughs> Perfectly fine by me. I don't mind. So it, it was one of those things. That's nice of us. Yeah, like, he is. My, he, my, first, my first ever wrestling interview was against Abyss. Yeah. Oh, I no. asked, like, hard questions to him. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he was he was dead thankful for me driving him. You know, it, it's one of those things. As some people, the the fame gets to the head, and and here's a guy who just was. He was just like a normal guy. He was. He was. He was nice to be around. Yeah, uh, I've got one more question about All Star. So do All Star have like ongoing storylines from show to show? I've no, I've only ever been like yeah, no. Like, so because I've saw so I saw like Dean Allmark beat Holland Preval. What's his name? Bravado for Super Slam Championship. So would Dean have the championship at the next show or to go back to Harlem? No, no so, what, so what that was is, was that a new Brighton, was it? Yeah. So so the storylines can will continue from each venue. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But So what had happened is, is Harlem had cheated to beat him at the, at the last Floral Pavilion show. Ah, okay, kind of like okay. added on from the last one. Then they did the rematch, so it's kind of to to have the fans to come back, you know, to have kind of like you know, oh, do you remember last time? You know, Harlem Bravado, you know, we cheated to beat him, and, and Dean better get his title shot, and that's what he did. He he gets his title shot, so everyone still remembers in the back of their mind of what happened last time. So yes, yeah, so they, so they do have like. They do have storylines, but it's from yeah, venue yeah. to venue rather than shows to shows. Yeah, show to oh, show. But yeah. we do we do in the in the six weeks holiday we have real every Tuesday night. I think mm. it. So we've got six weeks, and that's a, can be a storyline basis. So what's happened on the first week can carry over to the second week, and usually what happens is, is the main events of the story, and so. So there was one summer is the best example, and this, the, the, and so it's kind of like you have the you have like five weeks, and then the last one's kind of like your pay per view sort of thing. It all culminates at this last show. So so this yeah. example was so for the first, you know, I'm in this venue. It's Real Town Hall. It's really famous venue. It's not very big, but mm-hmm. the first week you'll probably have like the floor will be will be packed out. And then obviously the you know as the weeks go on, then like up at the top will be a little bit packed, and then by the end of it, the six weeks it's 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 sold out. And in this in this year, it was it was kind of like a storyline between James and Dean, where yeah. Dean was the champion, and they were kind of you know they were tag teaming, and then there was kind of a dissension, and then James turned villain, and then the last match it culminated with it was James. Mason as a villain against Dean Ormark, oh, wow. uh, the champion, and it was a lumberjack match, and I was one of the lumberjacks, 
And I mean, th- this is literally the best match I've ever seen. And I'm not saying this just because it's Dean. This was literally just from what it built up and what happened in that, in in the show and the reaction to the crowd. Just remember, because I was lucky enough to be one of the lumberjacks. So it got to a point where I forgot that I had a job to do would be a lumberjack because it was that into this match. <laughs> Just the match goes on and then they, they do a thing where, you know, we have villains on one side and big things on the other. And uh, this is how, like, you know, this is where I'll give you an example of why emotion is mm. is better than moves because I remember Dean gets thrown out and all the villains were all just beating the piss out of, uh, out of, out of Dean. And I felt this whack on the back of my head. And I was like, what on earth was that? And I turned around and it's an old man with a cane. And I mean, he's old. I mean, God, God love him. He, I don't, he's probably not walking the earth now. So God rest his soul if he isn't. And he oh. whacked me again on the front of my head. And, uh, and so, and then the security had to come over, which security, it was only like, it was one guy called Lawrence who, you know, we used to come to shows. He'd just make sure he, you know, everyone was all right. And he's trying to, See this, the the guy, the other fella couldn't even sit down without help. Oh, and I thought, yeah. how did this guy? So this guy hate had hatred for me that much that he got out of his chair, like you know, compromised the fact that he could he could stand to hit me with this stick twice, and like that was. And I mean, I've seen times in there where you know you would have thought they were going to burn the building down, you know, if if something hadn't gone like the baby faces way. But in yeah. this match. So all chaos ensues. The baby-faced lumberjacks are beating up on the on the villain lumberjacks. The, the referees get distracted. The, the match is still going on. Dean's going to go up for his big leg drop. Drew McDonald comes in. I mean, I used to watch Drew McDonald all the time. These yeah, are yeah. the people that I was round. Just absolute, just you know, the the gold standard of wrestling. And he whacks Dean with the belt. Dean takes a bump. Dean's got colour. James Pins referee one two three. Oh no, the place is. They were gonna riot. The place was gonna oh. riot. And but who comes to the shows? Uh, uh, um, at real, um, is uh, Johnny Saint always comes to shows at real? Yeah, he's he, the, he, uh, every, likely, doesn't he? Yeah, so he he'll come every. And I mean. Probably Johnny Saints probably seen you know probably about fifteen or twenty of my matches because he's he's there all the time and uh, and so Johnny Saint comes up and does the deal where he tells the referee you know oh no we cheated and and then the MC Tish you know Letitia uh, Brian's there goes well you know the referee can't you know not believe uh, a British wrestling legend like Johnny Saint so restart the match. The crowd go absolutely nuts, and then James and Dean do a little bit of, you know, a little bit more in there, and then finally hits him with his leg drop one, two, three. Dean retains the title, and the place. Go- I'm getting goosebumps wow. from you right now. And yeah. I just, I, it was that. It was the moment where it was kind of just like something you used to watch in wrestling. It was like, it, you know, Drew had screwed over Dean. James has got the belts. Everyone's like, he's cheated. In comes Johnny Saints, reverses the decision. The place goes nuts. I start getting goosebumps, like wow. And then they do a little bit more. Boom, one, two, three. Dean wins and they retain. And they threw, you know, if people had babies in their hand, they'd be throwing them in the air. It was, yeah, wow. it, it was, it was just, and that's, and that, you know, if if you can find that match, I don't know if it is online, 
but if people you know want to question the you know the reaction from the fans has to be emotional rather than moves just watch that match because it had me hooked and I was one of the wrestlers you know I was one of the guys you know who was who was on the outside as a lumberjack and it had me hooked I forgot what I was oh, doing man. because it was <laughs> I was just enthralled in this match but yeah that was there, oh, so yeah, really? real was like the one where it builds up and it builds to that last match. And honestly, the the, the and the it, the same people that come every year and they've been coming, you know, now ever since I started wrestling there, it's all the same people. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mad Dog Mike Angus from TNT Extreme Wrestling. Make sure to listen out for Broken but Glorious podcast. Rock on! <laughs> Right, so if you're promoting for a day, promoting a show, so using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, wrestlers that are associated to you in some way, if I give you a match type, you tell me who you put in that match. Okay. Okay, so who would you put in the opening contest to get the crowd excited? I would put on the uh, Tony Spitfire, he would definitely be first hand because I've yeah, been yeah. on first times and he gets the crowd going. And a good villain, I think that he would probably be on his Vito Peru as well. Oh, watched one of his matches today against yeah. um, Dean Ormark. You know, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good, strong villain. That's because that, uh, I've always been taught that your first match is a, that's a pace setter. And if you're, you know, there's people out there who, you know, Brian, you know, put on the card. People who go, oh, I'm on first. What? I'm on first. Oh, it must be no. If you're on first, you're just as important as the main events. I've heard a wrestler saying if they're not in the main event, they want to go on first. Just so. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. If yeah. you're not in the main event, you're on first. Okay. Uh, what about a comedy match? A comedy match would be Little Legs. Yes. And I would probably so Little Legs usually does a so he'll be with a with a with someone. So I'd do Little Legs, and I'd probably have him with. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think I... who he who he teamed with. he was against. Danny Hudson. Who did he yeah. He used to do really good ones with, I don't know if you remember a wrestler called Carl Kramer. So Carl Kramer was yeah. this big fella and he, you know, he had this big belly and that. So it works. So that was his, that was the villain who he'd be against. And then yeah. you know, he could be, he could, he could be in with anyone there. Um, like just a nice, strong baby face, basically. And he'd just do all the moves and then, and then little legs would come in and, and do his. I remember I've, I, a little leg, legs matches definitely because I've done a, a couple of little legs matches. They are, they are very, uh, that you can learn a lot from those type of matches. They are quite funny to, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who he was. Was it Ringo? Was it Ringo? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, yeah, Ringo Ryan used to, he, he'd either be the babyface or the villain, and that's, yeah, I'm that thinking, it, I think, I'm thinking he, he teamed with Ring, uh, Ringo Ryan against, yeah, when yeah. I saw him. Yeah. yeah, they can be, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, I think that's what was. Okay, so, Little Legs against. Yeah, I would do, uh, Little Legs would be against Carl Kramer. And then let's see who could be his tag team partner. I'll do, let's do Ringo Ryan as his tag team partner then. Yeah. Uh, a women's title match? A women's match. Um, I'll have Rio. Uh, oh, I really like yeah. Rio. Yeah, yeah she's, she's got a great old man for the business. She's always got her ears open. She's so respectful and she's just a lovely girl. And then I'd have Lizzie Stars as well because I love Lizzie. She's a uh, 
had known Lizzie for for a while, and I think she's just ace. Yeah, she gets put in so many of these women title matches. I think yeah. Yeah, she's just brilliant. Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. About a hardcore extreme rules style match. Oh, hardcore extreme rules match. Let's see who would they have. Who do we not like to put in this match? (laughs) (laughs) I would. uh, Let's have a little think about this. Um, trying to think who's very hardcore. There used to be a man called the Iceman. And he kind of wore like a t-shirt and shorts, so I'll put him in there. And then yeah. I'll put Tokyo Joe in as well. I don't know if you've yeah, ever yeah. seen EDW yeah, yeah. Tokyo Joe. I'll put Tokyo Joe. Worry, I'll do Davy Davy Blaine and Tokyo Joe in that one. Yes, we saw that. Yeah, we saw them at E in Walsy Town Hall. Yeah. yeah, I think that was that was the match. And then halfway yeah, through, I've seen uh, that match. Joe, Joe Rage and I remember what Tokyo Joe's tag team partner was called. There's another guy in a the mask. They came out and halfway through, they made it into a tag team match. I think they only had seven wrestlers on the card. Yeah, so yeah. A couple, of, so a couple of them got turned into tag team matches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is is Tokyo Joe and the Billy Mosh Pit the same person? Um, no, I don't think so. Billy, uh, Billy Mosh Pit. Yeah, I don't think they're the same person. Yeah, well, my, my 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 son was convinced that because he never he never. Oh. Tokyo Joe or Billy Mosh but never came out to the Rumble we never saw them both in the Rumble so they must be the same person they did a couple of shows at Walsy Town Hall and then they just didn't come back one so, yeah and did, did, I've done it I've done Ellesmere Port I think it's Ellesmere Port I've got a town hall they've done that one I've done a couple yeah. of shows there but they're a great bunch. I, 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 I really like uh, Chris Diamond and all, and all that group of... of and I, I had to pull Chris's leg uh, yeah. to try and get him on, the, on to get him to, to book me. And then I'd, I'd work for a guy called Ian McGregor and, and he would do the sound for his shows. And it was just Tony Spiffy. I said, oh, we need to, you need a guy to do this show. Would you do it? He said, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, Chris was doing the, the music for it. And, oh, wow. uh, so, so I said hello and everything because we've met a couple of times. And I did my match, and uh, he, he come up to me and he said, um, "I've got these shows coming up. Uh, how much to charge and stuff like that." So it was one of those things, and that's happened a few times where people have kind of been like, "Oh, well, I don't know who this guy is." I've just like, and this is a for any promoter who's listening, just put me on, just give me one show, and I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah. Ask me back because it's happened. It's happened a lot of times now, where I've just gone. Just give me one. Just give me one chance, and then and then. But it was like with with Welsh wrestling, you know. It was literally mm. needed one guy. I was there. They brought me down, and then I was on every show. Then oh, amazing. Um, your tag team tournament. Tag teams. Um, let's see. He was a really good tag team. I'm trying to think who I would I would have done the Rockets, but it's Tony Spitfires in the first match. So I'm gonna try. I'll do the Pravado Brothers as the villains, yeah. and then I'm going to do Joel and Adam Maxted as cool. the as the sexy beasts. <laughs> then it's your main event, your t- big title. My match. main event will be. See now I feel a bit bad because I haven't put. Do you know what? I'll put James instead of. I'll put James in a little legs match. Yeah. 
Um, and then I'll the main, main event. event. You could have about you could have ten people in your main event. Oh, all right. So I'll leave, <laughs> so I'll, leave I'll leave Ringo Ryan where he is. Oh, but freeways are all off. I wouldn't book a freeway. I, I think they're absolutely. I've done too many of them. I just thought. Yeah. I remember. I remember one time I was in a freeway in there, and I said to the guy, you know, like the veteran who I said, hey, "Is there usually a way this goes?" He goes, "Turns me goes, yeah, awful." And then that was it. <laughs> so, like, so no, I wouldn't do a freeway. I'll I'll keep um, I'll um, I'll I'll do James Mason, and I'll I'll only I'll, I was gonna do Robbie Dynamite and Dean Ormark, but considering. You know, uh, Robbie Dynamite's retired. I'll I'll do current, you know, wrestlers yeah. who are working. So I'll do James Mason against Dean Ormark. That'll be my yeah, my main event. Yeah, James Mason's somebody I'm surprised isn't out there more. I've only ever seen him in all star shows. Yeah, it's just I, I mean he he definitely does more, but he he's more based down south. I was going to say, I've, I've seen, I think he's worked for Chaos a couple of times. Yeah. He's on their card. And he's been to America, he's been to Japan, he's been everywhere he has. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one of those people, but yeah, I, I love James. He's He's been one who's never never sugarcoated anything he said to me. No. He's, he's always been 100% honest and I've got a lot of respect for him. I really do. I just think he, he's, if people want to, you know, have people who they want to learn from, you should be watching, if you really want to be a real professional wrestler, you should be watching James Mason matches. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's a great card. I'd, I'd really like to watch it. Yeah, it's just, that, that's like, I mean, I've seen, you know, some of them matches on the, on the card, but yeah, they these are just the people I've been around and I've seen those, those matches and they are, it's, it's, it is, you, your card's got to be stacked from top to bottom. There can't be any <laughs> This is the heavyweight king, Mickey Barnes, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious. So given, given that you've had this time to like rest your body and evaluate what's kind of worked and what hasn't worked over the last couple of years, have you been making little tweaks to your character and to your movesets for when we return, whenever we return? Yeah. Yeah, I th- I th- it, I th- it's kind of, um, you know, it's been a really good time to kind of self-reflect on things and especially with kind of how I want to come across um, mm-hmm. to the audience and, and to people who are watching. It, it has been a good time. I feel as though if you've used your time well, you can come back better. You know, people have probably said, oh, well, I'm, I'm meant to learn and, you know, I, I've paused it. But this is a great time to kind of rest your body, as you say, and uh, kind of change things. It's like, I, you know, through this whole lockdown, I, you know, we made the decision to change the name to Two Cruel Tyson Taylor. I've, I've, um, there's a, there's a move that, I, there's a couple of moves that I want to try. There's a, mm. I've got a finisher that I, that I want to, you know, um, you start using when when the shows come back up, and I've definitely got a good understanding of who I want to be when I, you know, when I start doing shows again. Yeah, so some of the wrestlers have got themselves in tremendous shape. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I can't wait to. Yeah, I think it's one of those you can go either way. You you can either you know stop and 
you know, be upset that, you know, there's there's no wrestling or you can go, right, let's, you know, let's use this as like a comeback. Let's go away for a bit and learn a few new things and come yeah. back stronger than ever. Yeah, because I've spoke to a couple of guys and they've, yeah, they've got a whole, they've come up with this whole new character. They've been like super uber baby faces, but they've got this like dark character for when they come back. It's like, it's yeah. just, it's given them time to like focus because they don't have to focus on their next match. It's given them like time to like sort. Yeah, yeah. It's just think, think about it. Yeah. yeah, you just gotta take just use it as a positive, basically. It's it's one of them. You can try new things. And I'm lucky enough that our training school is literally less than a mile away from my house. So yeah. it's like I still go to the training school now every Wednesday. I graduated from that school probably like, you know, five, six years ago now, maybe longer. And I, I still go because I still I can still learn. Yeah. So looking forward for when when we're back. If you do have like a wi- a wish list of opponents you want, or... of opponents, yeah. Um, I'm really. It's more along the lines of uh, my wish list is kind of to sort of over, you know get myself out there a lot more and, and expose myself a lot more. And the funny thing is, because I've been around for so long, I've been, I've this I've done a lot. I've wrestled a lot of people who. Mm. You know, either in NXT UK now, or maybe people in WWE. I remember I wrestled um, Dash Wilder. This is before yeah. he got signed. I've actually, I actually beat him as well. So that's my claim to fame. I've got a, a victory over Dash. <laughs> Amazing. Wilder. So, uh, but yeah, I think I'm trying to think of people who I, I wouldn't mind getting. I've got, I've got an SWW show coming up, and we've got a heavyweight. Um, title tournaments. So yes. in my bracket, my first match is uh, the Sheik. So yes. um, and we've done it before, but, but you know we've done it in kind of a all star wrestling setting. Yeah. So now like the kind of like the uh, the gloves are off a little bit with this match. We can really, you know, I think we could really make a little bit of uh, magic. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, other than anyone, I'll, I'll wrestle anyone. I'm looking at the top guys in, in top promotions. Now I want to, you know, be the champions in places, and I, I want to be the, you know, the top heel and stuff like that. So, you know, bring any babyface from any company to me, and you know, I, I'm, I really feel as though we'd have a really good match. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I'll say, yeah. <laughs> I'd really like to see uh, that, yeah, a couple of the local promotions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I've been speaking to, uh, to Pete, and, and obviously I think there was something on the cards for me to come, but you know, obviously with everything happening, everything's just halted. So I yeah. think uh, I think I am on his list um, to to come over. It's just one of those things. It's just circumstances now. We've just got to wait, haven't we? And obviously he's got to sort of kind of get things sorted himself and, and get himself back on his feet with his show so it's i'm here if, i'm here if, anyway if, if he ever needs me but uh that's what that goes to any promoter if any promoter is listening just you know uh, i'm i'm here i'm willing to go everywhere i want to be everywhere and it's not just in england i want to be worldwide as well my you know my my big wish is to go to japan i'd, I'd love to um, go to Japan or go to oh, America. Wow. Yeah, like they're they're the place. I've got big plans for myself, but you know, I'd rather have really big goals for myself and 
and go go for them than set you know the bar low for me. You know, I'd rather try and fail and than never try and and never know. Definitely. So how how would a promoter get in touch with you? Do you want to promote your social media? Yeah, sure. So on um, Twitter, I'm cruel underscore two. And then on Instagram, I am Tyson Taylor 101. And then if you just say to me, Tyson Taylor on Facebook, I'm there. And yeah, I'm just available whenever. I'm I'm really eager to just get my name out there and and get around everywhere because I read my goal is to just be like the biggest villain and the most hated person on the independence. That's, <laughs> that's my goal for myself. It really is. I want to be, you know, at the, you know, with the Will Ospreay level. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for. They're, they're very, very ambitious goals, but good. That's what I want. I want ambitious goals. Yeah, definitely. I'll put links to all the, you know, oh, social yeah, media no. links in the description yeah. of the interview. So. Yeah. But it's, yeah, for yeah. promoting, it's, you know, I'm very professional. I'm, uh, you know, I've been doing this a very long time. So I know my role as, as if, you know, as a, if you want me in there with your baby faces, I'll get the fans hate me that much that, you know, I could be in there with a badger and they'd want the badgers to beat me up. <laughs> you know, I want that. That's yeah. I'm there for them to... Because sometimes I've been on with, you know, trainees as a baby face and they've been very timid when they come out and, you know, they're not showing that much flair. But I've come out first and I've berated the audience and absolutely took the mick out of them and to the point where, you know, they, they, they hate me that much that they hate, hate someone who's, you know, he's not flashy or flary. They're a bit, little bit unconfident about themselves. They hate me that much that... You know, because the whoever was in opposite the ring from me, they would be begging for him. Right, so I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future, and we've got stuff oh, yeah. Yeah. to promote and matches to discuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, when when the when the you know the shows start going again, yeah, because I've got loads of stories. There's literally, I've you know, I've got an autobiography of, and it's one of those things where if you ask me, I'll tell a good story. I probably wouldn't remember it, but as you're asking yeah. questions like things are popping in my mind oh well I could tell them this and I could tell them that so yeah but oh, I've got you know I've seen so much there's obviously there's probably stuff that I couldn't even tell you you know on the on the air but <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen and done it all 